Did Don Draper really buy the world a Coke? Did Tony Soprano really die or just order more onion rings? The finales of our favorite shows can make us argue, make us cry, and make us crazy. From Spotify and The Ringer, I'm Andy Greenwald, and this is Stick the Landing, a new podcast where we'll be telling the story of modern TV backwards, one fade out at a time. Find Stick the Landing on Wednesdays on the Prestige TV feed, on Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. There's no better feeling than a personal win. And the State Farm Personal Price Plan can help you do just that. Talk to a State Farm agent today to learn how you can bundle and save with a personal price plan. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Prices are based on rating plans that vary by state. Coverage options are selected by the customer. Availability, amount of discounts and savings, and eligibility vary by state. Hello and welcome back into the Ringerverse, the Ringer's Nexus podcast for all things fandom and welcome to Mint Edition, the once in a while podcast about all the latest fandom that you just can't live without. I'm Steve Allman. I'm Jimmy Dineron. And he's the greatest rapper that the Ringer ever knows. Oh, relax. Listen, we got to we got to talk about last week, buddy. Last episode, you set the Ringerverse on fire. Oh man, just uh, again though. So I'm like, don't, don't gas that. Don't no, gas I, that. I will gas that. But he's not a rapper though. I'm not a rapper. But he's not a rapper. I'm, I am not. I am so stop not. rapping at him, okay? <laughs> don't me at Dinneron's here. We got a lot going on this week. Lots of great things happening on the Ringerverse. Last week. We're coming at you on Monday. Last week, the Midnight Boys had the Royal Rumble. It was a great time. Hilarious. <laughs> Charles time. was on one, on several. <laughs> we've had a we've had a lot of great feedback from that. We love we love to hear from you. Uh, the House of R is back on the Percy Jackson beat. Last week they caught you up, and this week Joanna is going to be giving you an extra special interview on Tuesday, and this Friday the House of R is going to be giving you their deep dive into the finale of Percy Jackson and the Olympians. But before that, don't forget, the Midnight Boys are back on Wednesday as well. But where can we find all of that on the internet, Jomi? We can find all of that on Twitter, TikTok, Instagram, specifically at Ringiverse. Make sure to make sure to follow, like, and, and smash that subscribe button. No. <laughs> uh, but no, nah, man. You know, follow. Appreciate you guys. Thank yeah. You. Jomi's making all kinds of TikToks. I'm getting called out for taking my glasses off and close-up shots. It's great. It's really fun. It's really like you, you can argue about continuity, but again, we're not, you know, we're not making a best picture. Listen, we're not, we're yeah, no. Listen, we were no, snubbed man. at the Oscars once again. We're not doing anatomy of a best fall editing. Over here. No, it's not best visual effects taken, nah, snatching the chain. No, it's not all that, no. bro. Not, the, I will say this: the Charles hairbrush spin combo was insane, yo. The fact y'all let him get that off is crazy. <laughs> so here's craziness. The thing. That's like top tier light skin shit right there. That's all I'll say. It was it was his idea. So <laughs> you know you want you want the talent to feel comfortable. It was in I was there, skin. and he's like, wait a minute, let me take that again. Let me get the brush. He's like, like, like he's like, hold on, we need to do this better. Yeah, <laughs> I, can, get I got another one in me. <laughs> I said, say no more, man. That's all you, man. Do your thing, brother. Do your thing. (laughs) All right. Well, coming up next this week, the Midnight Boys return on Wednesday. 
and the House of R will return on Friday as well. But today, we have a very special episode to discuss all of the latest comic books that we think you should be reading right now. Yes, that's right. We're not short on content when it comes to the Wednesday Warriors. And joining us today is our very special in-house X-Men radical and expert himself. It's producer Carm, everybody. Hey, what's up, guys? Feels good to, to get the guest spot today. I appreciate y'all. Very, very welcome. So today we are going to be taking a trip into our local comic book shop and talking about some three big comic recommends that we loved uh, this week. And we, we thought that we wanted to share with you guys. So pretty much generic spoiler warning for everything that we're going to be talking about. We're only going to be talking about single issues this uh, week, but we easily recommend that you guys pick all of these up beforehand. We had mentioned these briefly on the Midnight Boys. We are going to be talking about Jonathan Hickman's Ultimate Spider-Man number one, Wolverine number 41 by Benjamin Percy and Victor Lavelle, and Marvel's Voices Avengers number one. So, generic blanket spoiler warning for this and some plot details for surrounding comic books and stories. Kerm's going to be walking us through a lot today as uh, not exactly a Wednesday warrior I am or Jomi is. But to start off, guys, what is your relationship to your local comic book shop? How often do you read comics? Jomi, what's been the latest thing that you've been reading so far? And why did you want to talk about comics this week? Man, the hubbub online, I was, I was, on, the, I was on the Twitter, like <laughs> most people are. And everybody was talking about oh, Spider-Man. Spider-Man, Spider-Man. I was like, what's going on? And I had to do a little, little research. And they're talking about this Ultimate Spider-Man joint. And I was like, yo, hold on. I see the vision. I, I might have to I might have to lock in. I'm usually not a somebody who locks in on stuff. At least that's releasing week to week. That's not, that's not how I am. Mm. I'm an omnibus type of man. You know what I'm saying? I'm a collectible gentleman. You feel me? Like it when it's all done. <laughs> you like a thick spine. Wait. I like a thick spine, brother. You know what I'm saying? Pause. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. sorry. I'm sorry. I, I'm sorry. It was a little, it was, I was just going to rock with you, bro. We would just go power. That was a fine thing to say. That's a fine, that's fine thing. I'm talking at all. Dude, I mean, like, I've got the uh, Invincible Omnibuses. I've got the... Uh, I'll talk about it later. Talk about the Fantastic Four omnibuses. Those things are thick, bro. They don't. They don't come in pamphlets. You want, you dog. want to talk? I haven't even opened this one. Hold on. We have the complete. Uh, there's no reason to actually make something this big. Why the Last Man omnibus? Look at that thing. Jesus. Every single issue. Well, see, they split Invincible into three. They split Invincible into three different, uh, three different joints. Yeah. So, I mean, even then, it's still pretty big. But no, I'm not like a week to week type of fella. So the the gas was nuts. So I was like, man, I might have to I have to break my streak and check it out. Mm-hmm. And that's why that's why I got it. I was like, when I was there, I was like, might as well pick up this Wolverine joint too. You know, like why not? And I'm locked in right now. What about you, Steve? So I, I I'm kind of with you. I I don't really do single issues or week to week, month to month reader. Only because I really just like a completed story and it takes, it's it's so quick to read a single issue for me that I'm just like, I want, I want more. Just, it's, a, it's a simple thing of just like, I just want to keep going. I want to read the story. I want to finish it. And like, I hate something that's incomplete. Shout out to George R. R. Martin. Winds of Winter coming real soon. I 
don't think that there's been anything that's really grabbed me as far as like a single issue uh, hype that's come. And we're going to talk about Hickman's run for Ultimate Spider-Man in a second. Until now, uh, I've mainly been buying trades. I've mainly been like wanting to read like fully completed stories. And then we get to something like what we're going to be reading today. And it's just really refreshing to like go into a store, look for the thing that you want, know that you can't buy it because it's been sold out for weeks and weeks and weeks and nobody can actually <laughs> find it. <laughs> That's real fun. And then you got to read it digitally online because it's completely sold out and that's still fun and it's fine. I kind of enjoy the hunt and I could see the appeal of this thing. So, Kerm, you're, you're our Wednesday warrior here. How long have you been going to comic book shops and how long have you been kind of on this trail for you, for yourself? I think the more recent stuff for me, it's, it's become kind of like a, a, a pandemic pickup type of thing. You know, I got the Marvel Unlimited subscription. So you have access to like the digital library of Marvel Comics back to like the 60s, goddamn. Um, and what ended up happening was I became very X-Men obsessed very quickly to the point where I was mm. burning through, I burned through like the Grant Morrison run. I, I burned through a lot of different runs and then I got to the Jonathan Hickman Krakoa era and I just burned through all of it to the point where I was like, oh, the new shit's dropping next week and it's not showing up on the app anymore. So since like 2021-ish, I've been just going to the, the comic book store every Wednesday. Um, I now I, my apartment looks crazy because I just have stacks of single issues just sitting around at this point because I'm just I very much love these stories that I'm following and it, it gets you kind of hooked and almost addicted to just kind of picking up the single issues. So that's where I've been at the the past few years. I, I'm very curious. Um, what has been like one of your like most memorable like. Wednesday acquisitions of this, like, I needed this issue. Like, this is the one that I've been waiting for. It's like a different arc. Like, whether or not you even like ha that were, you were waiting on an arc, you caught up to something and now you're finally on a week to week basis. What was like that next big hit that you remember uh, taking out on Wednesdays? Off the top of my head, the X-Men versus Eternals versus Avengers Judgment Day crossover. That was right around the time where I was playing catch up and uh, specifically X-Men Red, Al Ewing, who I'm going to praise later on in this in this podcast, um, did just such a fabulous job with telling the stories of Magneto and Storm. So when I got to, I believe it's issue number six, that still might be my favorite issue of a single issue of a comic I've read in the past, like two-ish years. Um, I remember that day specifically getting to the comic book shop and just being so happy that I could get that issue. That's probably the first one that pops up in my mind. It's a beautiful thing. Beautiful it's thing. It's funny. Steve alluded to it earlier, but Steve couldn't find the Spider-Man joint. It was easy for me, brother. I went into the thing. I got the last one. That's tough, dog. Yeah, was it an original tough. cover or a variant cover? Dude, I mean a variant. But again, I don't Ah, see there you go. <laughs> see here's the thing, Steve. You gotta you gotta you gotta be honest. I gotta be honest, I don't I don't care. <laughs> it's not I feel that you won't. on that. I love a good variant cover personally. Yeah, really, variant covers are cool. Like at the end of the day, what they gonna you do? You got like, the thing. Uh, yeah, I got it. I I mean I I think it's like that's another question for you, Kerm. Like we just doing like overall comic stuff at this point. Mm -hmm. But like, does it does it matter? The variant versus the OG. Like again, I'm probably not the person to ask because I am not necessarily a comic trader yet. Like you're not the sending way things into the CGC. You're not really like exactly doing right anything now. Like I'm that. looking at this as like an investment of 
you know, if I have kids one day and they need, they need a college fund, I bring out like a thousand comics and flip those for like <laughs> minimum 10K. Like that's that's the game plan here. You know what I'm saying? Like if at the bare minimum, because I don't know the, the value of comics today compared to like, say you have like an original Chris Claremont X-Men comic from the 80s. But yeah. I'm assuming I can at least get me $10 back, right? In like a decade for these. Like I would hope. Wow. That's I would hope $10. Getting investments back by, which is like, if we can at least get our money back. That's what $10. Well they, cost, they, cost, they cost $5.99. I feel like, but I feel like they're going to at least raise a little bit, like in a decade, especially like, you know, this era of X-Men stuff. Like it's still buzzing. Like this is kind of the most X-Men comics they've put out at a time before. Like there's so many individual comic runs going on at the same time as like their main runs. So I could see a world where they could at least double to $10. I could do I'm, that. And then, like I'm fascinated because I feel like, do you, do you personally feel that like the X-Men gas and the X-Men like fervor in the world of comics is kind of prevailing because we kind of have still we still have like an unanswered uh ip in the mcu that we like need like a main yeah. canon like thing for so we have great stories that are like obviously there are millions of great stories in comics and any marvel canon or any marvel character but when we really really want a good x-men story we keep going to the comics because we haven't had like that one hit for a while it's a what did Drake say? Combination. It's a little bit of it's a little bit of both in the fact that <laughs> I'm sorry, I had to, I had to. Did you have to? to? Did you? I felt it in my soul. I needed to get that one out. <laughs> Don't worry, I'll I'll have Anita Max Ween sometime. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. There we go. That's the energy we need out here, man. Um, but I think it's a combination of both in the fact that yes, like for me, the reason I got so deep into the X Men comics is I was fiending. I was like, you think I'm really gonna watch that shitty New Mutants movie <laughs> like, um, on Disney Plus? I'm good on it I'm, I'm not that interested um and so it led to kind of diving down the rabbit hole but also what they did in the Krakoa era is making you know taking the x-men in a place that's never been taken before and the idea of solidarity through all mutants good and evil to you know create their own island nation like yeah they had utopia where they were kind of off like the coast of san francisco but not at this scale and i think that plus the cohesion between like the writers that the jonathan hickman and the marvel team brought in was impeccable like i felt like all of the the stories bled together in a way that the history of x-men comics wasn't always like that where it felt like all of these stories were went hand in hand and didn't you know step on each other's toes and the way it was planned was just, you know, it was marvelous. And I think that's really that paired with the fact that we didn't have the X-Men movies made it shine even brighter. And that cohesion and that continuity throughout different writers and different iterations, it really can only come from something like long form comics writing. And that's that's really mm -hmm. where the beauty of this comes. And like, that's why we get all of these massive omnibuses, these big trades. And even if we read from week to week, like it's still just as fulfilling as some of the best stories that we've ever read. And that's why we kind of want to talk about the ones that we're going to talk about today. So let's get started with Jonathan Hickman's Ultimate Spider-Man number one, published January 10th, 2024, penciling by Marco Shichetto, and another highly, highly anticipated run from Jonathan Hickman. It follows... A Peter Parker that was never bitten by the radioactive spider as a teenager, and he feels like something's missing in his life. And with a living Uncle Ben in league with J. Jonah Jameson, they strike off to make their own newspaper, as if that's still a valid thing in 2024. Jesus Christ. People lost their New jobs, media. Steve. You're not wrong. We'll talk about Man. it. Hey, 
it's it's the new media era. All right, times are tough. Too soon, man. Too soon. Too soon. Listen, guys, what did we think about this? This is like again. I I don't know. Kerm, you can help me out here. I don't know if the gas has been as high as a new Jonathan Hickman Spider-Man run as this sold out in multiple stores. Again, just for you, for you. Uh, okay, again, it, a lot of people are saying that this was... It, it sold out like hotcakes. Like, if you didn't get it within the first 48 hours of it dropping, you probably wasn't getting it. You gotta it. wait it was, for it a second like printing. A, yeah, it was like, like a PS5 dropping in 2020. Like, it just... You're, you're not get, <laughs> if you're not getting it day one, you might as well count yourself a loser. It's not happening. People were hawking that on eBay for, like, you know, almost three-figure sums. Like, it was... It was... It was Yo. gas. That's insane, though. That's wow. they're running it up on you because, like, come on now. That's it's still a comic book that just came I, out. Let's, listen, people, people want that. People like yeah. people think that this is going to be a legacy run from Hickman, and this is what we've got. So, got, what did we think about this first issue? Uh, you want to go first, Jomi? I thought this thing started off really, really well. You know the the entire thing of Spider Man is that his life is terrible and it's sad and it's depressing at all times. When something can go wrong in his personal life, it will go wrong. So to see a Spider-Man who's like happy, you know, he's again going through like a transitional time in his life. But Mary Jane is his wife. He's got two kids. Uncle Ben is alive. You know, J. Jonah Jameson is nice to him. You know, uh, it was something that I was like, oh, this is this is nice. You know, there's there's something lurking in the back, though. Like, you know in his head things are churning things are moving and it's not till the last few pa- the last few pages you're like oh you know between I mean, even even without the aunt may uh memorial thing iron man came to him last night i was like hey man you're supposed to be a superhero you're not you i kind of need you to be a superhero right now uh can you can you help me out mm-hmm. like that would mess with me too you know and so to see to know what I know about the Spider-Man character in the sense of whenever he gets the great power and the great responsibility, things start to go wrong and juxtapose that with the life he's currently living, which is somewhat happy. I'm like, oh boy, we're in for some, we're in for some good stuff right here, man. This guy's going to get tested. And so for, again, for the for first run or first uh, issue, that was awesome thought it set up the stakes really well and i think again like everybody else i'm really excited to see where this goes i agree with a lot of that stuff joe and me the only thing i would have slight pushback is like what i love is while he has the family he has all that i don't think the happiness is there there's something missing it is that that call to action that feeling of you know changing the world he he couldn't articulate it but he knew something was there that was missing and another thing i really love about this issue is they they switch up we don't get the great power great responsibility uh, uncle ben has this amazing quote to him he's like if you're walking around half asleep anesthetized by your own life then wake up and i was like damn that's that's bars my nigga like yeah. speak on it uncle ben <laughs> for real, for right real. <laughs> but I, I i really enjoyed this issue as well like i love the world building within the ultimate universe how as you uh, pointed out Jomi, how it's so it's similar yet different like the idea that you know uncle ben is best friends with jonah jameson i really loved how it reflects the world of journalism today even if it's not the most exciting you know things when you know you're looking around and the the 
world at hand right now with LA Times layoffs, Pitchfork being absorbed by GQ, um, Venmo, Cash App, your favorite journalist. But the fact that they they kind of really highlighted that within the issue of, you know, how the world of journalism is faltering, where you got these rich motherfuckers at the top that don't necessarily care about the service of journalism in the same way that those that are in the trenches doing the reporting, doing the hard investigating are. So you get Kingpin as that figure. I think that's that's beautiful work by Jonathan Hickman to reflect our reality back at us. The other thing I really like that differs from the original, you know, Spider-Man story as we know it is this is more of a call to action than like, oh, fate decided you're Spider-Man. You know what I mean? It's the fact that right. Peter, he has the choice here. Like Charles was kind of hating on that yesterday in the Midnight Boys. And I kind of have to push back on that because I think it makes it even more powerful and brave to see Spider-Man make that leap in the same way like Miles Morales makes that leap in the Into the Spider-Verse movie. Uh, to make that choice makes it just that much more impactful. So I really like, you know, where it started. Uh, sure, would I love to see more actual Spider-Man in it? Maybe, but, you know, you got to set the world first. So I really like how they did that. Uh, what do you think, Steve? I completely agree. I think this is a great, great premise and great setup to prime the palette for what we're going to be getting here because a lot of a lot of Spider-Man's characters, a lot of the things that are surrounding his orbit, and a lot of the things that kind of make the character what they are, like we're very familiar with this, with say the lore of like Into the Spider-Verse and pretty much everything that's come with uh, these most recent Tom Holland movies, and a lot of like the cultural impact that Spider-Man has, we all know, and turning almost every aspect of it on of it on its head while still being slightly familiar to us all. Uh, is very nice and very refreshing. I love that the idea of having this alternate future where there isn't a there isn't a thing inherently wrong with what's going on in the world, but there is something underlying in Peter's mind that he is not particularly complete. Also, I love how innately dumb Peter Parker is by immediately thinking that it's something wrong with his marriage because he's just a dumbass every time when it comes to that. Uh, I love the idea that he needs to be Spider-Man. Right. Like he need like it, it will always come back to this thing that he can't shake and like a, bo- a borderline addiction to being this thing that he can't be otherwise. And even out of time and even pulled out of something that he knows is not there for him, uh he'll still come back to it and he'll still think that it is it, it's what he's supposed to be. I love the idea that Uncle Ben giving this sort of like life lived and an inversion of his philosophy after Aunt May dies and then the impact of what his life is with Ben sans Aunt May is very interesting because he has a lot of like father-like role models in his life while still not really being in touch with the thing that can make him whole. That really is cool to me while still having a lot of these familiar characters that were like, like Harry Osborne's just like kind of living the life of his father and not really uh, stirring the pot too much. Matt Murdock is just a priest now, even though, come on, like, come on, come on. <laughs> what? What is he supposed to do? What even was he supposed to do? Like, like that's the, like, that's the thing. That's the utopic version of Matt Murdock where he's just a priest and he's just minding his own business. Well, it's not, it's not a utopia. I don't believe that for a second. People died. You know, he was there with people died, Steve. So it's not really a utopia, but you know, might as well, you know, hey, Father Murdock deal thing, brother. 
I am, I'm mad at it. They could have been more creative about his career space, but I mean, he was always going to, you know, the chapel in his days as yeah. Daredevil, so I but, get but it. But to know that, like, he's, like, the, the renowned neighborhood priest that will give the speech at the thing, I'm like, okay, first of all, you got some, you can have some deacons in the city. You don't need to be like, oh, hey, we got Matt Murdock here. I'm looking forward to seeing how they expand this Ultimate Universe they originally broke out this universe uh, through Jonathan Hickman um, writing Ultimate Invasion, where the the maker who you guys may remember from like I think like the Ultimate Universe Fantastic Four, who's essentially mm-hmm. evil uh, Reed Richards. They brought him back, and essentially he busts out of jail and goes on this mission to like get rid of all superheroes. So I'm I wouldn't be surprised if Daredevil's coming down the pipeline. I know they got Ultimate Black Panther coming in February, which is Black Hit. They know what they do. Interesting. Doing. Yeah. I, you, you know you I was like what you what you mean by that? Of I course, know what you doing. On <laughs> then they got a uh, Ultimate X-Men coming. So I'm assuming Ultimate Daredevil might be down the pipeline and I'd be interested to see how they flip that now. How do you go from being, you know, Father Murdoch to beating the shit out of niggas while wearing a devil outfit i'm very interested to see that switch up uh but yeah i mean that's a perfect cover right you know hey i was a i'm a, I'm a priest I'm, I'm not out here i'm a blind a priest costume. what do you mean <laughs> well we've seen that art of him that it's like a mashup of like the like ninja cap while he's also wearing like the cloth mm. which mm. is very very Evocative. I'm not quite sure about that, but uh, what, what I've liked to do, what I've liked to like, kind of talk about, like before we wrap up and move on to our next one, is you know Hickman, obviously a renowned author and renowned voice in this space to kick off this sort of ultimate universe with multiple spinoff characters and a multiple like sort of like new riffs on familiar storylines. Where do we want to see this go? What do we think that this is going to be in like kind of the legacy of Hickman's run with like revitalizing the X-Men the way that he did? What do you think he's going to do for Spider-Man? I think he's going to do good things, man. Things are going to do good things. I'm really excited. Again, I'm really excited to see where this run goes. Uh, there's a little like gobby, you know, tease in this thing. Mm-hmm. You know, so Spider-Man's already got the lock in on one of his biggest foes. You know, where does who is the, Goblin right now? Who is who, right? Who, who that? Mm. I'm assuming it's Harry, man. It's gotta be, right? Like it could you don't be, but it could, it, it could, it could not be. Because there's does no it way. Have to be? I feel like it has Maybe. to be. You have, if you have Harry at the like at the you know the ceremony for all the people that died from the ultimate invasion stuff, right? You can't have him making showing his face like that, and then like a couple pages later, oh, there's this new Green Goblin. Like but that's it just, what they it, want you to think. Fair mm-hmm. enough. They, they might, you know, they might switch up. Might be like Ben Riley or some shit somehow. I don't know. <laughs> that, what if that leaked cover for <laughs> issue three is like, what if, the, what if King Ben's just a good guy? What if King Ben is just like, a, like he really wants to like get into new media and like, yeah. f- like you know, kick we're gonna pivot. We're gonna pivot to video. We're gonna pivot to video. Yes. We're gonna take all our all our news and pivot it to video. No, I mean, I mean, it's probably Harry, but you know, it, it could be the relationship between uh, Ben Park or Ben Parker between. Uh, uh, J. Jonah Jemison and, and Uncle Ben. I guess his name is Ben Parker. I'm an idiot. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know, because you never, no, you never call him Ben Parker. You're never used he's to that Uncle dude ben. being alive. Yeah. He's Uncle. He's Uncle Ben, and he's usually dead by now. So yeah. the fact that he's still alive is tripping me up. No, uh, the relationship between the relationship between Uncle Uncle Ben and J. Jonah Jemison, I think, is something like I wasn't expecting, but I'm interested to see. How that goes along, see how their their newspaper does in twenty twenty four, but no, like, seeing like 
a grown man learning how to be Spider-Man is going to be fun. It's going to be fun. So uh, someone I really tells can't me he's going to take to it pretty quickly. Nah, man, he got. I need. I need six issues of him falling <laughs> off buildings. No. And learning how that's to build. That's exactly what I don't need. I need to learn how to build the web shooters. I don't shooters. need Peter on tutorials when he's 35. <laughs> you think Think there's like a Spider-Man, how to be Spider-Man YouTube, YouTube video? I bet up. Tony Stark will give it to him. Probably. It's going to look nuts. The idea, you work a full-time job, you got kids and a wife at home, then you going out and fighting these niggas at like 1 a.m. I know your back hurt. I know you're better. Like, in no way. Well, let's see what the radioactive spider can do for him. Because I right. bet you that gets rid of back pain once right. your superpowers come in. I don't know, man. You at that age, your knees are already kind of messed up. You know, mm-hmm. again, your back's not the same it was. You know, I just it's got it's got to it's got to be tough. The first couple of swings, first couple of nights on patrol, it's, it's gonna, gonna be, be a little hard on the old body, man. Before before we go to the last question, I just really hope that they do keep like Peter's like family life intact. I would really hate the idea of oh, the second he becomes Spider Man, like all this you know his, his situation with Mary Jane's changes and like I mean Mary Jane specifically says to him, uh, "Do you feel like this is gonna affect our marriage?" She's like, "Nah." She's like, "Go get him, Tiger." Yeah, and uh, and yeah, Peter Parker's never been wrong when it comes to that. Right, <laughs> right, right. Everything's right. always worked out for Peter Parker. Yeah, it's always it's never been once great. gone to hell. You know, he always has his family by his side, no matter what. The only <laughs> reason he has a stable job and a wife and kids is because he isn't Spider-Man. True. That's like, why. It's, it's definitely Dog. wishful thinking, but it's, it's like... Coming. That's what I love about, like, you know, the Miles Morales run, where it's like he keeps his family intact. Like, his family knows he's Spider-Man, and it all works out. But I know it's just wishful thinking. Like, I just... The, the dude is in his, he's up. in his mid thirties. He's fighting for his life now, doing it all. Like, don't don't make him lose his family, Jonathan Hickman. Like, let's let's give him a throw him a bone. That's all I'm asking. It's it's Jover. It is Jover. Bro. <laughs> Jover. It's Jover. Last one before we move on. How do we feel about Tony Stark's plan to just basically uh, leave uh, canon events <laughs> in whatever superheroes' lives and just hope for the best and walk out in the middle of of a battle like? Is that lazy of him or is it like, okay, See, well, no, I can you do got what this I can. agenda against Tony, man. I don't you know about agenda. Stop. I'm just more That's like, how do we feel about agenda. the plan? How do we lazy. feel about the plan? What is he supposed to do? His world is dying. He's like, hey, man, here's all I can do, bro. I need you to take this spider. I have done all the work. You just need to let it bite you, start saving people. And in six months, I'm going to be right here. I'm going to come That's back. His guess. And we got to go. What are you supposed to do? What do you want from him, Steve? I'll say this. I'm not I'm not blaming I'm not blaming Tony, but I'm just saying if that was Nito and you just gave me a random radioactive spider, you think I'm just immediately going to save lives? I'm hitting licks. I'm hitting licks, bro. I don't know what you're talking about. I'm not going to no. get this radioactive spider and be like, great power, great responsibility. Nah, I got to get this. I got to get this money up. I have I have a good job. I have a wife. I have two kids. And for some reason, I don't think that's enough. Nah, I and need then, more. <laughs> I need more. We living in the penthouse. And then a future well, yeah, man. Okay, here's the thing, though. Here's the thing, on. though. Imagine a future man came to you and said, Jonathan, Steve, you are destined for more. There is, in every universe, there is one of you, specifically one of you, and they are a, a superhero. They're the best at a goat. In this universe, you're not, but you can be. And I need you to be in order to save the universe. That would mess with my head too. I'd be like, yo, what what am I doing? Like, what's going on with You know what? If I'm destined for greater and I'm already married to Mary Jane, 
I'm 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 fine with see, missing out like, on Destiny. See, not like that. No, that's that's like that's, that's that's real shit right there. Um, I'm I'm put my Hotep hat on real quick. Like the way <laughs> the way we've been treated the past couple of decades, my brother. You think I'm gonna put this suit on and think great power, great responsibility? I'm gonna save everybody. Fuck out of here. You think you think a white man's gonna be telling you what? Come on, the, come now. on. Thank you, Steve. You get it? Like fuck out of here. I'm gonna oh. do what I want to do with this. Suit. White man's telling me that I'm destined for more. Come on, I'm I'm the master of my own destiny. Steve, a little, little too much dip on the chip there, brother. You gotta relax. Hold on, we getting close. No, I'm, no, you know. Jomi, you radicalized hey, me. Charles hey. radicalized me. Hey, February is on Thursday, bro. You gotta chill. All right, you gotta chill. You getting too close? <laughs> Flying too close to the sun now. I mean, it's Peter Parker though. Like that's this whole thing is. Ah, oh, man, I gotta do better. Like it's it's ingrained in his DNA at a right. cellular level. Right, every single for the most part, every single Peter Parker, it's like ah, I got to do the right thing, mm. and so like we are probably different, you know. I don't think I could. I'm not getting on my wife and kids for no. Man, what the, bruh? Nah, y'all got it, y'all got it. I'm happy right you got now. Got a good man. apartment, right? You know what I'm saying? And so, but for Peter Parker, it's like nah, man. I gotta. It's always there's always a need. There's always a feeling of all right. I need to do the right thing, and so. I'm sure Iron Man banked on that and ultimately like, yeah, it worked. So you know, it's going to happen. I'm just like, why did he need to know to go to the roof to do that? <laughs> why did he have like, how well, did you innately just go to the roof to get bit by a spider? It's like you, knew that you were going to jump off that building and start swinging already. What if he turns into like a spider in his living room? That's kind of weird. That's, a, hey. he, he, that's the thing. He didn't even say that he was going to be Spider-Man. He just said, hey, get bitten by the spider. See what happens. Yeah, you kind of come yeah. on, that's man. Actually, that's yeah. actually nuts. The idea that you just you just trusted this dude. I don't even get a, I don't even get a briefing on who I'm supposed to be. I'm just like, hey, just get bit by the spider. It's all gonna work out. I kind of hope you got like I hope uh, Iron Man gave him like a suit or some like some web shooters. Probably because I mean, Peter. I mean, well, Peter Parker's got really good intellect, so he probably. But I don't know if he ain't got enough time to be again. Like he we doesn't have about, the sewing machine at thirty six. Yeah, yeah. like, he definitely gave him the suit. That was in the dialogue. They didn't mention the web shooters, but I guess we got to just assume because, like, what, what are we doing here? If he puts on that suit and he doesn't have webs, like that's not Spider Man. Let's just. Oh, hey, hold on, hold on. P- uh, Toby McGuire had the natural webs. You know, thwip thwip. True, it's a different you know universe. We don't know. We don't know. If Ultimate Spider Man has the goop wrists, I don't. I don't like that. What if he can like turn invisible? What if they just make him like Miles Morales but white? Nope. Issue one will be my last issue, brother. <laughs> grand opening, grand closing. Sorry, Hickman. That was it. The second I see the Venom, anything that made Miles who Miles is, yeah, shut it down. Shut that shit Mass down right now. At all of your comic shops. <laughs> Episode two. Mm, Close it. Oh, boy. Close it. Bankrupt. Get him out of here. Put him in prison. Golly. Not enough. Wait, hold on. On a scale of one to ten, how excited are you guys for the, the, rest, of the, the rest of the run, man? This is uh this, this is an eight. This is this is this is cooking. Like I I love a good premise, and it's more yeah. so like all right now you got to execute. Now you got to deliver on something that I haven't seen before, and by all accounts it seems like it's going to be doing so. But uh, you know nobody knows. Yeah, you hit it right on the head, Steve. Eight out of ten for me too. I'm not trying to give it the the Hickman gas and just make it ten out of ten off of his namesake alone. Because I'm gonna be honest with you, Gods that came out earlier this year wasn't for me. Wasn't for me. So I'm not going to just believe in Hickman just because I've, I've loved plenty of his work before, but he definitely, I'm interested. I'll say that. So eight out of 10. Yeah, I'm with you guys. Eight out of 10. It's money. All 
All right, moving on to the next one. We got issue 41 of Wolverine by Benjamin Percy and Victor Lavelle. Published January 10th, 2024. Penciling by Corey Smith and Jeffrey Shaw. Begins the Sabretooth War, billed as the most violent Wolverine story ever told. And I know that because it's written lying. on the cover. They weren't lying. Sabretooth brings an army of his own kind to wreak havoc on the heavy hitters of the Marvel universe and Wolverine is here to step up guys what do we what do we like about this story what do we, what's what's Jomi what do you think start start us off here I en- I enjoyed this one I you know I love me some good you know council of council of saber tooth type action you know what I'm saying Hilarious. seeing all of them together there's a whole bunch of you're all the same but all different you know what I mean we got a ca- Captain America saber tooth we got a, a pretty boy celebrity saber tooth we got <laughs> I a, like that a one I like that one yeah, Savage right. Land saber tooth one that can has Mystique's powers but even further where like right. they can copy the scent of other people That's apparently crazy. like everything about them he can mimic them and like almost reality warp other people's minds to believe it's them insanity I, I, lo- I love the the Council of saber tooth stuff but back to what you were saying sorry no, nah, it's good. Nah, I, I rock with that too. The Wolverine, it's like, like there's a caginess to him because I'm not familiar with the storyline, right? Mm. But I, as I'm reading, I'm like, Wolverine seems pretty nervous. Like he's not yeah. all there. You know, I wonder what's going on. And I'm thinking, oh, it's probably because his homie got done in by the by the Wolverine or by the Sabretooth crew. Oh, Quentin Quire oh, earlier in this year? Oh, oh, that yeah, yeah. guy. Sorry. Oh, yeah. The well, he didn't, he didn't even know about the Quentin Quire stuff yet at that point. That's what I'm saying. Like, so he's nervous about the the Quentin, the Quentin stuff, right? That's what I'm thinking about it. But I'm also like, he's he knows something's going on. Like, he's got to know something ha- is ha- happening. And then the issue ends with happy birthday. Yeah. With his homies' limbs, like, spread out, spelled that way. I was like, nah. Sick work. It's messed up. That was shocking, bro. I, I was not prepared for that. I was like, come on, bro. What? Sabretooth and Wolverine have this like long history going back to I think like the 80s of where every birthday Wolverine's probably getting somebody, he's losing somebody in his life, or he's getting fucked up by Sabretooth. That's just like the history of them as enemies frenemies whatever you want to label it as like boyfriends i'll call it boyfriends low-key boyfriends low-key like if we're keeping it a bean there's something there there's some tension there i don't know about y'all but i don't i don't kill my boyfriend's family on his birthday listen i didn't say that it was a good relationship it was some toxic Definitely toxic one. Um, but yeah, it like dates back to this. What's the character's name? I think her name's like Silver Fox or something like that. Even like mm-hmm. they depict it in X Men Origins Wolverine, where they kind of play on that, where they fake her death in that movie. Yeah, but it's yeah, just yeah. it's just common. I love how they kind of played on that, and this is supposed to be like the fiftieth anniversary of Wolverine as a character. So like this arc is supposed to end on the the fiftieth anniversary date. Um, yeah, man, I'm I'm loving this stuff. What do you think of it, Steve? I I liked it. I the violence is is really oh, it's a lot. It, it, it's, it's a lot. lot. Yeah. It's a lot. Yeah. Even though, even in the beginning where like he just like messes up uh, Cyclops and just splits him in half. I was like, even then, I'm like, I've seen people split you mean, in half. Before. I was like, Ugh. you mean Biclops? But 
That's it's a terrible joke. It's the greatest inside joke though, because in the Krakoa era, they've been like flirting with that for like years because Cyclops, Gene, they have a house where they also share it with Wolverine and the way the rooms are set up, like Wolverine's room is attached to Jeans and Cyclops is attached to Jeans. So it's like, what's going on there for oh, real for real? Oh yeah. So that, that I think that was kind of like okay. a, a wink wink nudge nudge type of joke there. Oh, hey, I, hey, I don't know they move like that. That's, I, didn't I either. wasn't this familiar insane. with this Things game. Things go down in that in that in that X Men universe. People are insidious. They be hey, they be living, bro. Yeah, in the Krakoa Man. era, everybody's fucking everybody. Apparently, like that's kind of one of the. <laughs> if I if I was sent out to slander the X Men, if I was like some anti, if I had some anti mutant agenda, I'd just be like, okay, they're all just. They're just, they're all in this like sex cult. I do, I just make the X Men are just a sex cult. That's what they've been. That's what they've been saying on the Twitter, man. That's what they've been saying. But uh, more about this issue, like I really love the fact, like the reason they have two writers on it with Benjamin Percy and Victor Laval is uh, Victor Laval was responsible for the Sabretooth run in the Krakoa era, where like the second Krakoa became a thing, Sabretooth with his you know dangerous, toxic, Loki rapist ass, like immediately got um, excommunicated from Krakoa, banished, and went through this whole journey where he was kind of treated like a an animal by the X-Men's uh, greatest enemies, Orcus, like this fascist group and tortured and all that. And so he's gone through this journey where he's blaming all of this on Krakoa and uh, mutant kind hating them while Wolverine in the entire Krakoa era was very much the guy where like, I think he's loving the the sense of community he has, but he was always kind of like that Jay-Z meme where he's like looking up at the sky doing that, where you're not really, he doesn't feel he's comfortable. He's like nervous. He, he's a little like, I don't know. He feels like, you know, Krakoa had made mutants almost like soft and kind of just like, they got too comfortable. So this kind of collision course is perfect for both of those arcs kind of coming head to head where Sabretooth, he needs that lick back and it's his oldest rival who he hasn't seen in essentially two, three years of the, the Krakoa era and Wolverine, the second the Krakoa stuff falls apart, he's already lost Gene. This happens on his birthday. Like it just, it's, it's a match made in heaven. And honestly, the ex, the Wolverine run in the past year has, has gotten kind of stale to me. Like they did a lot of like guest appearances, which was cool with like Hulk having an issue, Spider-Man, Black Panther, uh, Captain America, all of those. Like it, while it gave me cool covers and stuff that I'm happy that I have, it wasn't really scratching that itch of like, substance and so now we're getting you know his greatest enemy ever finally after delaying that beef for three years real cinema real cinema i'll say that real literature i should say <laughs> <laughs> i do love seeing them and uh, i think when it as it reflects the character of wolverine like of any sort of comics or arcs that i have known it's just like okay how much hell can we put logan through how much suffering can he withstand and then he'll probably come out on top and maybe, but probably not earn some sort of redemption or peace. Yeah. Do you think that an arc like this is actually going to be coming out like, you know, good for Wolverine? Because I, like every, at every arc or turn, like I'm just like, okay, it's death destruction. And then Logan stands at the end of it. That's more or less what I've known him to be. Do you see any sort of like kind of, not even like redemption, but like I guess happiness in this because like oh fuck no, as fun as it is, like I I see nothing but a bad time. Yeah, oh fuck no, I think especially it's definitely gonna get a lot worse before it gets better. Um, one yeah. he already lost, he lost his son, who they tried to make it feel like they had this like close bond uh, in the issue. Uh, 
Wolverine did not give a fuck about his son in the past three years, but they had to, they had to, you know, they had to make you. He was a mid dad. You are you telling me that a mass murderer isn't exactly a good father? Not the best dad, definitely a mid father. Um, and then the relationship with Quentin Quire, I think that was probably stronger. Like even though Quentin's origins as like essentially like a right wing mutant um, wanted to kill humans, turned now good guy isn't a fan favorite character. But the the bond he formed with Wolverine in the Krakoa era has been that very much of like big lion cub type of vibes. Mm. So I think this is only the start though. Like the fact that Sabersmith has a whole army of them niggas and they're at the X-Force base, I think we're going to watch some other X-Force members die, especially with the the preface of it saying this takes place after X-Force issue number 50, um, which currently they're printing out, I think, issue number 46 or 47 dropped yesterday. Um, that means, yeah, a lot of them niggas, they definitely dying. They definitely okay. going out sad. Black Tom's Tough. going out sad. Sage might be going out sad. Wait, what's a his name? Black, uh, Black Tom Cassidy, real name. He's got like tree powers or whatever. Um, but a lot of those guys that have been kind of fan favorites within Benjamin Percy's X-Force runs the past couple years, yeah, it might be Sayonara to them. Pack your bags. Mm-hmm. <laughs> get get right with God because it might be over for you niggas I think everybody's dying except Wolverine that's the vibes I'm getting out of this one so I don't think it's going to end happy but we know who's winning at the end of the day let's say that I mean it's got to be tough right because there's a whole bunch of Sabretooths and only the one Wolverine either he got to go get his own gang or he's going to do it solo dolo and that might be that might be too much for him no I got a pretty good feeling it's going to be solo dolo I mean, probably. They're at the X-Force base. So I think X-Force will be involved in this to a certain extent, but I think it's going to be very quickly. His soldiers are dying fast, and it's going to end up being Wolverine-verse. I feel like that's where where we're headed with this, but who knows? Who knows? Maybe I'm wrong. So, Kerm, you're our uh, X-Men expert, or like I like to say, expert. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Wolverine as a character. I mean, this is, you know, issue 41. Yeah. Like he's, you know, they've got a whole thing going down over there. Over this run and uh, the in the past 40 uh issues, how is he how has he grown? How has he uh changed or how has he like become the man he was in the first or the, this first issue? Yeah. I think they did a very good job of trying to balance, you know, Wolverine the solo guy and Wolverine, the team guy. Like there was jokes in previous eras of X-Men where it's like, this nigga's on every team, but he's supposed to be like a solo guy. It doesn't make sense. But this run with Benjamin Percy writing both X-Force and the Wolverine solo series, it's been a great kind of balance of that. And I think the biggest thing, especially early on when he was a heavier presence in X-Force, you see him really bonding with, you know, the younger um, mutants around him, whether that's Domino, whether that's a Quentin Choir, you know, this arrogant, like, teenage telepath that he pretty much looked at him as one of his sons. So I think that was the biggest thing of almost, like, Wolverine has never not had a heart, but, like, almost giving up that heart a little bit more in this era of Krakoa because he was more able to be at ease, even if he didn't trust that that was a forever thing. And it's like specifically like not having Sabretooth around. I think that plays a big factor into it. So we've seen him become, I don't want to say softer, but more of a loving human being. Um, he also like had his, but also at the same time in his solo run, he was still, you know, you still got the the animal animalistic version of Wolverine as well and his beef with uh, beasts and stuff like that. So it's, it's very interesting getting all the way to this point and seeing are we going to wash away all of the progress that was made in X-Force 
what's coming next for him. I'm not really, I'm not really sure how it's going to uh, change him as a character. Uh, well, that provides great context. He's becoming softer. He's opening his heart way more to people. And that's great for Sabretooth because that's more people that the gang can go around and start killing exactly. to hurt Wolverine. That's exactly that's perfect and context. That, and that's yeah. the biggest weakness. Like the more you start caring, the more mm. Sabretooth can kill. Man, the, mm-hmm. the lick back that Wolverine going to get is going to be special. Legendary. Oh, it's finna be. It's finna be special. Some Halo streaks, like a Killionaire, ten, <laughs> ten seven two. Kill Tacular. Kill him in Jaro. Double kill. Triple kill. <laughs> All that shit, dog. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, last thing before uh, we move on to our next issue, uh, get just give me your favorite saber tooth. Um, for me, I, I really like the idea of a Captain America Sabretooth. Like that's that's just nuts. With all that we have is the history of Sabretooth being just a complete degenerate, as I said before. Right. Uh canon rapist, like all of these things, like a terrible human being. The idea that he could be a Captain America, it doesn't make sense, but it also kind of does if you think about it. If you think about it enough, right. it kind of makes sense. I am a camo, uh a camo favorite. That is kind of nuts how you can make, mimic the smell. That's crazy. Mm. That's nuts. That's attention to detail. That is mystique times 10 times 10 times 12. Like yeah. Very, very, very powerful. So when I saw that, I was like, oh, you finna kill Wolverine right here? Oh, oh. No. You know, so yeah, I got to go with camo. What about you, Steve? I, I love my funny, pretty boy, Sabretooth. That was just great. <laughs> Captain, but the Captain America Sabretooth was was one of the takers because of, how, uh, like every once in a while, I will just say the phrase "silly comic books bullshit," and I'm like, "This is some silly comic books bullshit," and I right. like it a lot. All right, our third and final issue that we all read: Marvel's Voices Avengers number one. Now, this was a bit older, but we have a certain special place in our hearts for this particular issue this was published on december 6th 2023 written by christina ireland robbie thompson and a little known colleague of ours jason concepcion have you ever heard of him have you heard of him lads another entry in the marvel's voices series that's collaboration and a springboard for some of the best and new emerging names and talent in the world of comics The Marvel's Voices series has more or less been a great onboarding for new talent to get their stories across and really represent a lot of underrepresented writers and artists. And it's been a widely celebrated run, not just for the Avengers, but the Marvel's Pride series, uh, as well as many, many others. Uh, This is a great collection of sort of like little vignettes by a bunch of different writers. Uh, that highlights some of the best Avengers that we uh, that we know, and there's small little stories about Tony Stark going to do an AA meeting and uh, uh, Ghost Rider and a lot of other great, great little stories. Uh, guys, what did we think about this? I really in, enjoyed. I mean, enjoyed the entirety of it all. You know, like the story of of Cap going to the museum and being an example of what it means to be a hero. You know, you don't have to have a shield. You know, but if you're doing something to help, that is that's good enough, right? Love that story. You know the 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 photon story going out like, hey, remember when I got a had to had to hug that slimy slug, and to help you know the the nuclear reactor. You know, that's a fun story, and obviously the Tony AA one that was like really powerful. Uh, the Ghost Rider joint meant something to me 
uh, for a lot of reasons, you know, like Jason's my guy, one of the best people I've, I've ever had a chance to work with and know, but even, even with that, it was just a cool comic to read, man. Like the juxtaposition of, uh, Robbie Reyes telling his brother the story. And it's just like, you tell your homies the story. Yeah. I had to go to the store and the cashier was being really like annoying. And you know, you like that, except that's not at all what happened. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> he, to, he went to hell, fought some demons, uh, and was killing folks. And had to go to the head demon. And he's telling his brother, like, ah, it's just regular degly. You know what I'm saying? Like the just position of, the the storytelling and the action I thought was honestly like really smart and really inventive and made the comic so so much fun and I thought I thought he killed it you know it was awesome shout out to to JC the entire the entire thing is is great but I mean obviously when you start off a story with man like the Lakers game I was already locked in I was, was, locked in. I was, I I was already there you feel me so uh no nah, but it was I, I thought it was great you know plus you know Robbie Reyes, uh, Ghost Rider from mm-hmm. uh, season four of uh, Agents of Shield, baby. Right? Do we get do we get the box score for uh, for that Lakers game? Yeah, Joey, do you think, I assume do you think you can they, speculate. I assume it's because uh, Alton Universe they won by fifty and they've won eighty two straight games. Right, and, like they're going sixteen on the finals. Just and undefeated. Okay, so this came out in twenty three. Is this a universe where the Westbrook trade actually went well? No, this is a trade. They this is the the they didn't trade. Or the, did the trade never happen? They did the trade they never, that they never yeah. traded Westbrook. Never, right. never let Caruso go. They, uh-huh. they instead let THT go, right? Mm-hmm. And they still made the trade. They they still had the AD. Yeah, they they won eight straight chips. Basically, they became Bill Russell of even the, <laughs> yeah. Even though it was NBA. how many chips between that and the Westbrook trade? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Absolutely. They found a way to win eight. It was that eight. many in season tournaments. That was great. Hey, you know, hey we do what you can. Mm-hmm. You Wonderful. Know? Uh no, I I gen- I I really liked uh I like a collection of stories especially when it's um short, sweet and you only need to know you need to know very little and it's really just a little flex and a writing exercise for these great emerging writers to sort of get their stamp on a character and have a little sort of playground to get things right. I was really touched and moved by uh the Tony Stark story about going to an AA meeting mainly because I love I love the idea that when Tony kind of like again faces his demons if if to lack of a better term um and wants to actually impact people from his perspective I really like that because it we always see that character as this sort of like brash braggadocio uh not really caring about many things other than himself or the greater good but when he takes the time for the little guy and makes it a bit more personal. I really, really enjoyed that. And I thought the art was really fun. Uh, we have that little uh, Spectrum story as well. Like I, I, I think that there was a lot of great stuff that came from these small, like intimate stories. And we have little like uh, snippets from these authors about what making these stories meant to them. And I think that that's a really, really cool uh, onboarding for these great writers. And I hope that we get to see a lot more from them. Yeah, I I uh, echo a lot of what you guys said. I really love just how 
low stakes all of this was, you know, I think with, with the other two issues we, we read, it definitely feels like uh, the start of something major. So it felt good to kind of have just that, you know, breather of just let's have some fun with these characters a little bit, even with the, the Iron Man issue, you know, very serious topics, but not world ending topics. So I, I echo a lot of what you guys said on that. I really enjoyed Jason's was probably my favorite. The Monica Rambeau story was was fun. I felt like that was almost too fun compared compared to the other ones. Like I felt like there was like no real stakes. She fighting a slug. Come on, the the one black hey, woman story. She gonna fight a she gonna fight a slug. Like come on now. Um, but it was still fun. All fun stuff. That's that's all I gotta say about that. It was a great time. I, I, I a, genu- a genuinely fun time and uh, like a light and easy read for pretty much anybody that I I could recommend this to anybody even if you do not read comics that often. It's an easy pickup. And a great, fun little read. Yeah, man. Did you guys Excellent. do the Yavin for Rebel Base word search? Uh, no, I. I did not. What? How did you do? I, 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 I didn't. I oh, was okay. just wondering if you guys did because I mean, if I they got a crossword, I, I, be, I like, I like crosswords. See, because like the thing with the word search is, I hate when the words are backwards. Uh-huh. Like they can do anything else, but when the words are backwards. Why would you do that backwards? That's so annoying. That's what I'm saying, right? Like nobody reads back. You know what I'm saying? Like it's no, not. No. I'm gonna sort of find a word if I gotta look. It's gotta for be it backwards. left to right. I like, guess it's not gonna be exact, this way. Left to right, diagonal, down. You know what I'm saying? But if you gotta like, you know, go up backwards, like that, that's even worse. You know what I'm saying? And so you know, it's just it can be frustrating. I just I tell you to what, know I'm, I'm trying to I'm trying to get back into this. Nothing makes me feel more dumb than playing Wordle. I, I'm terrible <laughs> at Wordle. I think I'm going to get into Connections this year. I think I'm going to get into... Connections is fun. Connections, connections is fun. Because I was seeing TikToks, and I'll be like, y'all are dumb. <laughs> <laughs> like, my, friends, my friends on Wordle TikTok, and those people are nuts the way they strategize. I'd be, I'd be like, all right, so I, I, I get two like, right off the bat, and they'd be there. It's a, it's a two-minute TikTok. They'd be sitting there for like 90 seconds going... I don't know, fellas. I don't know. Like, <laughs> they like have an existential crisis. Yeah, I'm like, like nah, y'all not locked. We're in. done. We're cooked here. If we, if y'all, I couldn't get all the vowels with audio, we're done. I'm just here, like y'all, y'all, yeah, y'all not serious. Y'all not really. Y'all not grinders like that. Y'all not outside. Clearly, <laughs> clearly. All right. Before we wrap up today, we wanted to also shout out some of our own personal recommendations in a light, little non-spoilery type of list that we could run off and the things that we think that you should also read. This could be from any era, any time that we've wanted to read, but something that really stuck out for us and that we really enjoyed. Jomi, would you like to kick us off? Uh, I can kick you kick you off. Uh, all right, goodbye, Steve. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just playing a little play on words. A little, <laughs> little pun there, a little pun action. Uh, tomato, uh, tomato, tomato, tomato. Uh, man, I'll just hate because... Because my mind worked cool. Um, the Hickman Spider-Man run got me thinking I should probably finish the Fantastic Four joint that's been in my house collecting dust for like two oh, years. Yeah. Right? And I finally, I finished the first uh, Omnibus and there's an issue in there. I'm not going to, again, non-spoiler, that I was like, Wow. This is what it all means. This is what it's all about. That's why we wake up in the morning. That's why you put your shoes on. That's why you go out there and you work hard. Mm-hmm. So is it three? Is it the, is the issue three? Like that's the title of it? Not the I think number. So. Oh no! I mean, but it's. I mean, that's that's the same one, right? We're talking about the same joint. Yeah, like those. That was great. It's fantastic, and it's a. I mean, you know, it's a lot of read, getting selling. Mm-hmm. I mean, like the whole the whole thing is is very interesting, but 
that specific comic, I was like, wow, this is a, this is this means something to me, man. And so, uh, if you again, if you got like the Marvel Unlimited joint, I know the Omnibus are a little expensive, but if you've got the Marvel Unlimited joint, go please check it out because it was, man, it was awesome. It was awesome. <laughs> what about you, Steve? What do you recommend? I have uh, a quick, quick three. I'm gonna, I'm gonna just fire these off. My a number one recommend is Human Target by Tom King and Brett Smallwood. This is a limited series uh, in the DC universe. Uh, it's basically uh, a body double for hire uh, gets poisoned and he has 12 days to solve his own murder. Uh, the Human Target is basically an adaptation of a long, old standing comic series based in the DC universe. And all this kicks off uh, because he uh, was part of a like fake assassination attempt as a bodyguard to Lex Luthor. And when he wakes up in the hospital after this failed assassination attempt, he realizes that he's been horribly poisoned and has about 12 days to live. And now he's got to figure out who poisoned him and why. And he's working with like slightly off of Lex Luthor's back. And then some of his old friends in the justice league to sort of like figure out this mystery. And it's like a nice sleek, like 1950s style, uh, Archer esque sort of palette. It's really, really classy, really cool, uh, very clever and great. I, I think it's a, some of the most fun that I've had reading uh, a comic in a while. Like it's really good. The Human Target by Tom King. Steve, let me borrow that, big bro. Let me get that. Yeah, it's real, 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 <laughs> real, real, real like good. that, my boy. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, Catwoman, Lonely City. I've mentioned this before, but I've got to mention this again. Uh, Selena Kyle basically goes to jail for 30 years after uh, the death of Batman and she is let out and now has to solve a 30 year old murder of Batman after a Gotham that she no longer recognizes and she's got to basically find her old contacts see what other people around Gotham know about what Batman was and kind of find a legacy of being a hero herself and it was fucking awesome it's a great great short read um, and then the uh, I'm not going to spoil anything, but if you like horror uh, and you really like some spooky reads, uh, the Ice Cream Man from Image Comics by Maxwell Price. It's a great anthology series about this ethereal uh, think of like Pennywise the Clown, but he's a uh, ice cream man. And it weirdly gets into great commentary about like the opioid crisis and a lot of really, really freaky ass drawings. It's really, really, really good. Am I up? Yes, please. Yes, you're up. So, y'all know how I get down, man. Like, there's few things I consider myself an expert at the ringer. You know what I'm saying? Don't ask me what I thought of Oppenheimer. Don't ask me about succession. I don't got shit for you, my brother. I don't. When it comes to this X-Men shit, I live it. I live it for real, for real. Um, <laughs> to this day. To this day. Um, so I'll start with this issue just dropped last Wednesday. Um, start with the resurrection of Magneto. Mm-hmm. Al Ewing, I think, has been him and, and Karen Gillan have been like the anchors of you know the X Men you know universe of the past. Like ever since Jonathan Hickman left that team, they've been carrying it. Al Ewing with uh, X Men Red, which elevated both Storm and Magneto to like my official like favorite two characters probably in the X Men universe past Nightcrawler, which I didn't think was possible. Um, just with the way he's built this universe of them kind of terraforming Mars and making it this mutant 
planet uh, where things are going crazy. So, spoiler alert, Magneto dies in X-Men Red issue number six. So this issue uh, comic, The Resurrection of Magneto, is Storm essentially going into mutant heaven um, and trying to grab Magneto and bring him back. Um, and it's just got some very trippy artwork, um, just beautiful stuff and shows that Storm is... She is who she says she is. She is a goddess. She is the ultimate Omega mutant. So that's my first recommendation. Second one, it's kind of a joint pairing. The Uncanny Spider-Man run with only five issues and X-Men Blue Origins where Nightcrawler is in a Spider-Man suit. So if you like Spider-Man, you like Nightcrawler, perfect combination. Um, He he does that street level of crime fighting like Spider-Man would, but you know, he's um, maybe not as uh, quippy, but still pretty funny while like trying to be as punny as Spider-Man is while also having like a a sword and shit. Like that was kind of cool. He has like a soul sword. And then with this X-Men blue origin story, it rewrites the origin of Nightcrawler as we know it, um, changing who is really uh, Nightcrawler's father and who his mother is. I won't spoil that there, but truly worth copying if you're a Nightcrawler fan. And lastly, uh, issue one of the fall of the House of X. It's, you know, grand opening, grand closing of Krakoa. Uh, this issue is, it, it seems like it's brewing towards essentially mutant versus fascist warfare. Um, and I really love the way they kind of kick things off through the lens of Cyclops, who has been, you know, in prison for the past couple months of, you know, the fall of X arc. So it's really brewing something special. But yeah, those are my, my recommendations. Anything X-Men, bro. Get out there, read that shit, because I don't know when we get in that movie. Let's just keep it a bean. I don't know when it's coming. So you might as well do some research. My guy, Jomi's watching X-Men Evolution. Do what you got to do say, to get that yo, fixed. Do what you got to do. I got to run that back, too. If I got to have another recommendation, X-Men Evolution, great. Gina Scott, man, going. It's, it's crazy. Uh, Professor X, it, you know. Professor X isn't a piece of shit in that. He's, he's, he's good. Like a he's good a good dude. human being. He's cool. He's a cool dude. <laughs> Rogue is cool. Nightcrawler, Kitty Pride. It's all fun and games. Um, every time Spike show up, though, I'm like, ah, it's time to. It's time <laughs> Here's to the thing. I so I I, I genuinely do love X Men Evolution, and a lot of people give it flack, but I feel like it's that perfect response to the late '90s, like Buffy the Vampire Slayer, like teen angst drama type of show that we definitely got in this. I absolutely love that show. And for all of its weirdness, I I can't help but love it. Like, it's a perfect, perfect companion to what a modern era X-Men was in the early 2000s. Absolutely. It's like, none of it is canon to comic books at all, but it's it's really a good time. Um, the Spike stuff, I feel you, Jomi. We gotta, we gotta point out the fact he was a made-up character for that show only. I yeah. hate that that's the way Clearly. they went for the they went for the diversity route. They're like, yo, let's just make like this black dude that got like spikes, uh, but we'll make him a skater, so you know, he's not he's not stereotypical. Um, clearly, he did not make it back to the comics, while X-23 did. X-23, yeah. her origins are actually an X-Men ev- evolution. Yeah, because Craig Young Yost and Chris Kyle yep. were locked mm-hmm. in, right? Mm-hmm. And those They're guys like, have oh, been... Oh, this is awesome. Well, I mean, no. I mean, they created uh, X-23 in the show, and they have extensive comic, you know, platitude. They like right. they know they they know what they're talking about. They brought her to, like, the X-Force runs in, like, 2009, I believe. And, yeah, now ever since, Laura has been just, like, canon, one of the best X-Men characters. Mm-hmm. It's awesome. Shout-outs. That's Shout it. Out. 
That'll do it for us on Mint Edition. We hope this was fucking great. I love this. This is so fun. It's awesome. All right. We love talking about comics. Be sure to share some of your comic book recommends with all of us on Twitter, Facebook, and anywhere that Jomi needs his job to be saved. (laughs) TikTok. Make it happen. Save Jomi's job. Save it always. That is a wrap for us. Don't forget that the House of Art is back on the Percy Jackson beat. Last week, they caught you up. And this week, Joanne has given you an extra special interview. And on Friday, the House of Art is going to give you their deep dive into the season finale of Percy Jackson. And then before that, on Wednesday, the Midnight Boys are back as well. Thank you, Junior Mints, once again. We are produced and joined by the great Kerm, as always, with production from Arjuna Ramgopal. Jomi, any parting words? Hey, thank you guys for listening. We enjoyed reading and sharing our thoughts with you. As always, shout out to the OG, number one out here in Nice, Greece. You feel me? Our great producer, Brian Kermis Bendis. And <laughs> we will see y'all next time. Whip the whip. Whip the whip. Snick. What's the, what's the, the nightcrawler? Bam. It's bam. <laughs> like I know it's bam, but in the in the X Men Evolution, it's yeah. I like it better. 